Hey guys, gals, and a binary pals. This is Southpaws, episode 519. Who's who in the gay zoo? Ooh, ooh. Because you've heard of bears, but did you know about gazelles? Did you know about owls? Or perhaps signet swans? <laughs> what else are there? Marmoset, I thought was. Peaks and Afghans, marmosets, pussycats. And you go, what the fuck are Fuzz and Savern talking about? So this was an article that I thought was really cool and applicable to us on multiple levels. Because not only is it about gay life, it's also an interesting illustration of anthro art from the late 70s. Yeah. So this was posted by Christopher Polt, who is a furry who uh, is like a sociologist and stuff. Huh. Yeah, professor at Boston College, Protocat tweets mostly about Greek and Rome, animation, historical, anthro art. Um, so this was a really cool find. 137 retweets at the time, so people are seeing it. But it's an interesting article from The Advocate from July 26th, 1979. And it asks, who's who in the gay zoo? And talking about, like, in the subcultures of the gay lifestyles at the time... Who was who and what was who, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, we're all well aware of bears. We have our own little bear cub in Ajax, or his bear bait is his shirt said tonight. <laughs> um, and there's plenty of people who, you know, know about otters, the twinks and whatnot. But in the 70s, there were further uh, delineations that we d that I personally didn't know about. Yeah, me neither. Um, and what's really nice is the, the actual post, the files themselves, are like 21 2 by 3,000. So it's it's a really good it, scan. It's a really good scan. It is very readable. So, you know, we're here to talk about the owls. Owls are older gay animals. The sarcastic times love everyone and everyone who loves them. They are survivors of the fabulous 50s, where the gays have been hounded. So owls are... The gray muzzle gaze of the late 70s. <laughs> yeah. Which is pretty wild. General characteristics. They're usually, shall we say, round in shape. <laughs> uh, they wear outlandish clothes and jewelry. Their pants are too tight. Their bikinis microscopic. <laughs> Male owls leave their shirts open to the navel and fill that exposed area with much tangled gold chain. <laughs> Meaning clear is that male owl has a lover of 25 years who's both business partner and sister. Also has some astounding... So, also has some astounding ethnic, capital E, who comes by periodically for a tryst. All right, this was written in 1979. Ooh. That's yeah. one of those, ooh, whoops. Huh. <laughs> Natural habitat, barstools, geach houses, owls exhibit a preference for overstated decor. So, the good old cocaine decor times. Hell yeah, yeah baby. Domestic rating, very high. So, there's that. And it's, you know, this big titty owl lounging in a hammock. Yep. Then there's gazelles. Gazelles are basically warm, heart-of-gold types who temper their personalities with a business-like approach to love, life, and the pursuit of happiness. They are probably the best adjusted of the gay animals. <laughs> and the gazelle's parents know he's gay and join him at the disco or wherever the gazelle exhibits his bad cat personality at weekend. So, the gazelle is a twink who has supportive parents, as they illustrated in this. They gave him hoof hands, but he's holding a fan, who's very talented ungulate. Okay, so he has My Little Pony uh, physics going on there. <laughs> yes. If a mating peculiarities, if a gazelle has a lover, he is still having sex with him. If he has an ex-lover, he is still having sex with him. <laughs> uh, so that's fun. <laughs> Domestic rating, gazelles are always having a running battle with a dyke upstairs. <laughs> God. There's the cygnet squans, they're the fucking waspy gays. I, I do like the one for Bear, because, like, his little bear paws are all, like, super fluffy looking and everything. Like, And he's got the biker jacket and the jeans, but the exposed midriff. <laughs> like, this art isn't, like, not furry, you know? Yeah. Like, this is some proto-furry art from... The 70s. Yeah. Like... 42 years ago, 43 years ago. I, I like the mating peculiarities on this one. Before asking you home, bears will ascertain that you will stay and cuddle all night, even if nothing else happens. Oh, They may wear full leather time, but bears are usually not kinky. Well, that's evolved. Yes. <laughs> They're fascinated by nipples. Others as well as their own. I mean, hey, 
we have some first hand knowledge of that. Just saying. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Dog's got his nips pierced. Just uh, one. Just one. You know. I mean, he don't, don't want to take it too far. Oh, yeah. You you want to have one just all natural so you can compare the two and just be like yeah. dialing in the static. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, dialing it in? What the fuck are they talking about? I'm talking about a radio, kids, that you had to dial and not just digital because I'm old. <laughs> oh, my God. This like... The fuck's a radio? Still have radios and cars. I don't think people are like, what the fuck's a radio? Yeah, but you don't have to manually tune it. It's, I guess you just hit like the hit, auto hit scan. Auto or... and it scans the next one. Mm-hmm. I, I'm old enough that I had a car that you had a dial. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, Me moving too. on. The pussycats. <laughs> pussycats are deceptive since they have the bear look down pat. But where bears are so much shy, pussycats have a dry wit. Also, bears are naturally rumpled while pussycats keep their freshly pressed cambray work shirts neatly tucked and their t-shirts are always snowy white. Pussycats will drink beer but are careful not to let the can leave wet rings on their Levi's. Pussycats know all about wines and everything else. You cannot surprise a pussycat. Oh, uh, they're little bitches. They have, gay, they have their gay little th- lookout, but they also have but one on the right's wearing flannel fuzz. Mm. Who knows what they eat? Some pussy cats are good cooks. Few of them ever taken seriously. The eye that food should either be wholesome or satisfying. So, like, they're messy bitches that eat fast food. The fuck's a marmoset? And this sounds really weird because, like, he's, <laughs> his head's turned like past 110 degrees, and they're like, they're nasty. They're nasty bitches. <laughs> really? Is yeah. that what it was? Marmosets look like small manicured bears, but unfortunately incorporate many of the nastier aspects of pussycats in their personalities. So, like, these guys, you don't want to be a marmoset. There's a reason the marmoset has died out. <laughs> like, they will occasionally go to bed with someone. Marmosets do best to photograph at the work for the slick pages of in magazines. In real life, they have no real life. These are the fucking, these are the poser gays. <laughs> They're like, I'm gay, but I want to look good. It's all about uh, the image, it's not about the fucking. So if you ever want to, like, burn someone in a furry con, it'd be like, you're a real furry, you fucking marmoset. Oh, man. <laughs> and, like, general characteristics, even Latin marmosets tend to be rather cold and unfeeling. And you know those passionate <laughs> oh my Latins. God. 1979, baby. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> Natural habitat, New York City, uptown, domestic rating, soft and cuddly. As look, it's not advisable to stick your finger into their cage. So do not stick your dick or any fingers in crazy. Wow. Okay. And there's this really, like, it illustrations by Donalyn. I don't know. I wonder who that is. Because it's like this, it's a group of fur, of like basically furry characters. There's a gazelle, the cat, the cygnet, the bear, the dog, mm-hmm. two dogs, it's a like monkey. An and then there's like a chicken. Where's yeah. the chicken? There's no chicken. Well, there's no Afghan hound either. The, well, no peaks and yeah. Afghans on the bottom page there. Oh, okay. Nice. I don't know. Like, peaks and Afghans usually come from the Confederate States. They have tawny bodies and large amounts of tawny hair that is arranged fall over the eyes. They have excellent posture and usually sport tans with bikini-shaped white marks, even though they almost never have a bikini-style body. Uh, They're even-mannered, a tendency to go overboard when they meet someone they like. They have an excellent taste in bears and are not hampered by either reticence or bad taste when making their play. What they eat? Three extremely heavy meals a day. Mm. <laughs> Mating peculiarities, peaks in Afghans, still trying to make it work with their lovers, but they get very negative and testy when you ask about the situation. So, yeah, like... The, the picture's funny because, like, he's got, like, a pot belly. Yeah, he's got a pot belly, got a shirt open, the long, the long flowing hair, a cigarette in his paw. Mm. It's like... <laughs> it's just a fascinating bit of artifice. History. Yeah, it's yeah. like... Here's some here's some different uh, classifications that we don't really hear about anymore. Because, like, there's the owls. Oh, then again, I'm like, where the fuck are the birds? Owls. That's just not an owl on the illustration on the second page there. Right. Um, it was an excuse to draw another furry character. Yeah, they're just like, yo, we got to add more species to this article from 1979 in The Advocate. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there's the owls, the elder gays. You know, we, they survived the '50s, so they're really old. Which I mean, honestly, if you survived the '50s as a gay man or anyone not straight, you're doing pretty good. Yeah. Um, the gazelles, the the twinks with accepting parents, the you know the waspy cygnets, but we still have the bears at least. 
Yes. So that was a really fun find that I was pleased to have come across before we recorded today. I'm like, oh, wow, this is a bit of gay history that's furry, too. How really cool. So uh, of those, I'm still, I guess I'm a peak or an Afghan. I'm, I'm, I'm the dog with the long hair and eats their food in the pot belly. But then also I could be a bear. Who knows? I'm not really a bear. I've been woofed at by bears at Pride before. That's nice. But uh, mm-hmm. not actually... I, I'm, I would have to qualify as, like, a bear cub, because I have, like, no body hair. <laughs> um, genetic quirk, I suppose. But, yeah. the uh, Yeah, Fuzz, you've got a fucking carpet, man. I've, I have seen you shirtless. That's true. We have shared a, a hotel room many times. Yep. Comes with running con tables together. <laughs> yep. Which we'll be doing... Well, I'll be doing here again soon. Yep. You're not going to Anthrocon, are you, Fuzz? No, I'm not. I don't physically feel up to it. That's fine. And That's I, right. I wasn't certain. I was like... Yeah, like, the more I thought about it, I was like, we have a lot of more fit, younger people who are going to be much more adept behind the table than I am. I'm not a natural salesperson. Um, that's why I didn't really do well as a salesperson when I worked in retail. I mean, I could I could definitely describe the stuff like that, but I'm not like some of y'all that are really good at like the add-ons. You yeah. know, like if you like this and you also like this by by this author, you know, if you like bondage, I could do if you like bondage, you might like this. Yeah. You know, but that's that's probably about to the extent of yeah, it. And also, to... my back is just it's fucked. fucked. It's not just low back now. There's something wrong in my middle back, which is what's causing my shoulder pain. Which is a bummer. And finally. you're about to give yourself a neck injury. <laughs> no, my neck finally popped. I woke up at 6.22 this morning. Oh, yeah. And my I neck was that. like, you dumb bitch. You aren't getting eight hours sleep. You're waking up now. Damn. And, like, it's been sore all day, and I just kind of fucking popped it. And I, I heard like, that pop. I wonder if that mic picked that up. <laughs> feels better, though. Shit. Good, good. Pearl's getting old, kids. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, you've got new product coming for... Mm-hmm. For Anthrocon, I'm going to have to do a quick look over of it, but, like, yeah, there's new stuff coming, and you got this, uh, I, I, I saw, you showed me this, Fuzz, the, yes. the bookmarks for Unfinished Business, Tim Sussman's new book, Yep. and I'm like, look at you, Fuzz, this is like a, a thing I would pick up at, like, Acon or any, any sci-fi con. Like, yeah. this is some regular-ass literary world bullshit, and that's really cool. <laughs> and I say bullshit lovingly because, like, I love this kind of nonsense. It's like, oh, you got you got a bookmark? Hell yeah, dude. I yeah. Can, that's a usable thing for someone who reads books. Right. And um, I'm, I'm just going to start throwing those in. Those came fairly recently, so this next round of orders, I'm just going to start putting them in the orders. And Unfinished Business by Tim Sussman will be available at Anthrocon. Yes, it Check will. us out at in the, in the Dealer's Den. I'll be sure Row to see some baby. of that. Yep. Going back to the Pride thing, Ajax and I did go to Dallas Pride on yes. Saturday. Yeah. Um, this past week has been like a number of kicks in the balls, but that was actually really fun. Yeah. So it is kind of weird because like Ajax is my friend, but also I'm like the older gay mentor friend in some ways too, because I'll drag his ass wherever he wants to go. Oh, you've never been to the Fort Worth Zoo? Let's go, buddy. Oh, mm-hmm. you've never been to this shit? I'm going to probably take him to the Perot here in a few weeks. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because y'all picked those up. That's cool. Well, I did. He was like, nah, I don't feel like it. They were literally giving away memberships to the Perot Museum. Mm-hmm. Which, which is were like the, $100. Yeah. They were literally giving them things away, and I'm like, hell yeah, because it's two adults and up to six kids on one card, because it is technically a kids' museum, but they've got some real cool shit. But, like, yeah. I, and he'd never been to a Pride thing, so that coincided with Pokemon Go Fest. So we went down to Fair Park and had ourselves a gay old time. Like, yeah, we're playing Pokemon, but we're getting to go and see, like, playing just... Playing Pokemon is pretty gay. Yeah, it is really gay. Like, have you just seen, have you seen these animals? They're hella gay. They are. Um, <laughs> it was at the Esplanda section of the of Fair Park, mm-hmm. and that's the really artsy fartsy stuff that dates back to the early 1900s. Mm-hmm. It has murals dating back. Here's to some ni- information. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Siri. I did not ask you. I, I guess I was pushing the button when I was holding it. Yeah. Anyways, so the Esplanda is this 
one of the oldest sections of Fair Park. It's all, it's all really old. It's, um, but it has murals from 1936. I made sure to get photos of each of them because they'll be doing restoration work. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, all the Art Deco murals. Oh, yeah. Murals. Like the, the text and the art, they've been working on lovingly restoring it as best they can. Like, the Hollis date got damaged in the freeze of two years ago. So oh. They worked on restoring that. Mm-hmm. So, like, they've shined up the Archer statue, and they've that was closed off. But they've they've been doing work to make it back up to Wait, usable. Archer, the captain of the first Warp 4 starship? Yep. And in this particular case, it's this really sweet Archer statue where his arrow's pointing to the sky. Ah. He's like, fuck you, God! <laughs> <laughs> um, the, uh, it was pretty cool because, like, one section of the buildings was all, like, the gate, the vendors... I mean, a lot of it was just, hey, there's musicians here, there's a bunch of gay vendors, a lot of rainbow capitalism, mm-hmm. here's the VIP thing, like, here's the food stand. I mean, it was basically gay con. Gay con. Gay con. But, like, you had companies like Walmart was there, and you're like, ah, oh, fucking Walmart, but they were doing free COVID vaccinations, free eye screening, free blood sugar screenings. You had various, like, PFLAG was there, Quality Texas was there, companies you'd expect yeah, you know, there's a couple like oh, Irving PD, Dallas PD had things there. If you want to be a gay cop, don't be a gay cop. But yeah. they had that. But like IKEA had a stand, and there was a bunch of like, hey, you know what gays love? Lesbians love fertility treatment to get kids, and they also hey adopt some dogs. They had a whole section at the end of one that was like various animal rescue groups and people like you could bring your dog to the park, and there was that. Um, Ajax had a ton of fun buying random shit, getting gay pens thrown at us. Like, we did see... <laughs> he was so pissed that he didn't get a Bank of America I know, pen. we looked. We literally <laughs> did look for gay pens from Bank of America, and they didn't have an actual booth. Like, Yeah, they, you know, I saw like, they had a sign up. But yeah, they, it, was, it was disappointing, because we didn't get our gay pens. And they didn't have gay Raytheon, either. Like, why can't we have more gay drone pilots? <laughs> you know? God. More... <laughs> Or God, like, CCA, you know, the for-profit prison complex didn't want to try to recruit gay guards. Wow. You know, they weren't there. (laughs) Um, But, like, PepsiCo was there and giving out free drinks. There was Bang Energy that was giving out free drinks. Like, you could get free water bottles. There was various gay church groups. There was a gay gay, uh, Judaism group. You know, various Christian flavors. Mm -hmm. You know, it it was a nice time. Nobody was causing shit outside on where we were at Fair Park, because there was a pretty heavy police presence. Yeah. Um, Which is really something, because, like, remember the news about, like, all the anti-gay people harassing people at a at a gay bar that was doing a yeah. drag queen event on Sunday yeah. after the Pride? Like, I was really surprised, but, like, I was, I was, actually, like I said, last week I was feeling pretty trepidatious about it, and yeah. uh, nothing happened. Like, we had a good time. And then, of course, yeah, there was that news where, like, you had the literal people, like, we are Christian fascists, who then immediately got every last one of them doxxed. Oh, um, Because they posted about this shit publicly, and they're like, all right, this is this kid. Here's his dad. This is where his dad works. Why don't you give him a visit? You know, shit like that. So, basically, there was a... Because that's the thing, right? Everyone's like, eh, can't get pride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like... There's pride, and then there's teen pride and family pride. Mm-hmm. And like we've brought this up before, yeah. But like there's very, it's layers to it, you know. Like, well, why don't you have one that's good for kids? We do. You're talking at your ass, little op, tiny little fake four channer account. The uh, but that was like a full section. They had like a kids thing with little kids stage. They had bouncy houses. They had like YMCA had a group. There was, like, kids and teens was off on one side, then they had everything adult was the rest of it, and it was fun. But, like, we came home with multiple bags of just random shit they throw at you. Gay con swag. Yeah, gay con swag, because I got, like, two little, like, dog poop bag thingies from, there was, like, two different vet groups that were there. Yeah. And I got, like, a bunch of, there was, like, a water bottle and a, the big gay bag from the Dallas voice the one gay mm-hmm. like the dallas gay paper that's been around for like 50 years yeah um it was just a very it was a very fun time and i'm glad that i got to take ajax out to that yeah I hadn't been to a pride thing since i've been at uh whatever they call lee park now i don't know what they call it but that was back when it was in the neighborhood but they wanted to have an event that was easier to crowd control 
because of like concerns about bullshit. Not to mention the fact that it was well outstripping the park's capacity. Yeah. Um, but it was a fun time. The shit about the gay bar and people trying to push in but not being allowed, but then being like, oh, you know, you're the cops, you should go in there and shoot everybody. And you have all these fascists trying to like fundraise off the fact that there were children at a drag event. And Ugh. they were trying to be like, look at this disgusting, tra- this disgusting drag queen. And the picture is actually of a cis woman. Oh, and like, it's, it's fucking terrible. It's grotesque. And I hate them all. And I want them to die. But in my particular experience, I had a really good time. It just sucks that this kind of bullshit happened in Texas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause of course it would happen here in Texas. We have a lot of regressive types here. I mean, even here in Dallas. And uh, there are sometimes outside agitators, too. Like, oh, you know, yeah. all the dipshits that came down to Dealey Plaza at that time. Most of them were from... From uh, out of state. From out of state. Fucking negative 48 in his JFK cult. Hey, good news. They're going to be back in July. What? There's a... Uh, I saw a post on... Cult. What's JFK going to announce this time? He's like, yo, sorry I'm late. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> so, this is some QAnon cult of insanity. This is a fact. This is like a splinter group off a splinter group type of shit. Uh-huh. They believed last year JFK Jr. was going to resurrect from the dead and appear at Dealey Plaza and declare himself King of America with Donald Trump. Needless to say, that didn't happen. And many of the members of the cult have left over the year, but there are still some very diehard people. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also like Queen Romana Digilo in Canada, who also has a similar cult of personality, declaring herself, I am the Queen of Canada, and therefore the president, blah, 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 the white hats listen to me. <sighs> and she's like this spindly little Asian lady who is literally crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, like, she got 50, well, she didn't get 5150 because that's not what Canada has, but she did get like a psychiatric hold at one point because of her behavior. But it doesn't take very many people to do something crazy. And so it's like, oh, cool, there's going to be the cultists back in Daily Plaza in like July. Cool. Jeez. Uh, well, I'm not anywhere near there. But still, the fact that they're going to try it again, that they're mm-hmm. going to like literally waiting for a, do- a Democrat who crashed in a plane crashed and died in yeah. 1990 is going to come. 99 whatever yeah come back from the dead just resurrect on the spot i don't know and declare him and trump kings of america what the fuck hey it's bipartisan that means it's good right oh yeah you know we gotta get that (laughs) middle ground of religious dictatorship um well i mean i guess the middle ground between dead and donald trump i don't know (laughs) they they should both join the dead side really just saying Mm. but God, where was I? Jesus, how did we get on this? My brain just oh, was like we're, fucking Oh, we're talking fried. about crazies coming to yeah. Dallas and the uh, the incident at the, the Dallas right, bar. Right, right. I was just like, how the fuck did we even get on that? Um, yeah, unfortunately, there's still a lot of crazy people out there in case you didn't miss it. Yep. But going back to like the Pride stuff, like there was a lot of gay people there and a lot of families there. <laughs> you know what there wasn't? Piss play, fisting, dog people in dog masks. There was a pup player and they're wearing a furry shirt. I waved at them, didn't say anything, said nice. hey, hi. They were like a hyena agenda? Yeah, they, hyena, they had a hyena agenda shirt on. Yeah. And that was like the other day I was wearing uh, this shirt, and Panther and I had gone up to Culver's to get mm-hmm. dinner because we needed to put Miles on the car. Yeah. And there was a furry wearing another, it was like hyena agenda, one of those shirts that had like a possum that was like sad and upset, a little teardrop in his eyes, like, I'm fine. <laughs> and he's like, hey, buddy, like your shirt? It's like, yeah, you got a good shirt too. <laughs> furry to furries communication game recognized game yeah but it was fun like these are like our secret code shirts you know the, not the ones that say specific name of furry convention on it those are more obvious yeah but, but like like the ones that are just by independent artists but like everyone in the community will kind of recognize that just be style. like hey yeah. that's main agenda or oh hey that's uh you know blood or that's you know insert furry designer here right yeah yeah because uh, i mean we had there was at least two very large shirt vendors at fiesta this year mm-hmm. they were yeah. on opposite corners of the room but they all had big lines whenever i got to go by them yeah yeah uh, because i mean they were nicely designed shirts that are subtly furry mm-hmm. but they're still very furry if you know anything about the scene yep so that was nice also just i guess this is because i'm a furry but i'm like just animal art is cool 
you know, like all these designs have like a really cool aesthetic to them. Yeah. You know, it's like, like you see this stuff in like mainstream streetwear sometimes, you know, it's like a neon cat grinning or something like that or whatever. And it's like, all that shit is like very furry, very cool. I like that shit. And like some of the ones that have like a sort of like a graffiti aesthetic yeah. to it, that's kind of cool. Uh, my brain just fucking short circuited. I'm, I've had a really long day. Like today, okay. So, like I said, I woke up at six o'clock this morning. Had to take Adam to the vet right away because he's he's not been feeling well. He's not been eating. Mm-hmm. Um, we managed to trick him to eating some tonight, so that's good. He's drinking a lot of water still, so he's still he's not like dehydrated. He's not like oh, I'm gonna just stop eating and die. Mm-hmm. But he's been to the vet twice, gotten X-rays twice, and might have to go get a sonogram because we don't know what he ate. Like there's like there might be something in his stomach, and like did he eat a plush we didn't know about? Oh, and because he's done that before, like he oh, doesn't get that, dog plush. I met well, one time trying to get him to uh, pick another toy. He has one rope toy that he has had since he came to my life. I got it for him, and that is his toy. Mm-hmm. He has other toys, never plays with them not interested that rope toy is his but like one time i made the mistake of getting him this cute little plush fox thing it was supposed to be for dogs and by the time i'd given it to him put away the groceries and come back he had chewed the limbs and the nose off the fox and gotten some of the foam just all over the place oh my god he just dismembered this thing and i'm like what the hell little man so he doesn't get plushies so I'm wondering if he might have gotten a hold of something and eaten it. And I'm not, but I'm not missing a plush. So I don't know what it could be. But he's not been feeling well. So we had to get in there. And then, like, we had to deal with this car shit with my car this week. So my car is pretty old. It's 2006. Yeah. But it's a luxury vehicle. And it's a luxury German automobile. So parts are expensive and becoming rarer. Like, the Bluetooth unit in my car had died. And we knew that it was the problem. But we we didn't feel like we had the tools to get to it, and we took it to the shop. And these, and I'm not going to name the shop because I, I don't want to like negatively. I don't want to talk shit about somebody else's business on this podcast. I'm not going to do anything actionable. But it's just like I felt like I've been screwed by these guys before, and take it in, and I was like, all right, I've got a check engine light on, and I've got this thing wrong with my entertainment system. Can you fix it? And they're like, no. But but what they told me is that, one, my catalytic converter, one of the two on my car, is going out and needs to be replaced. But the good news is they can get a one from Germany, OEM part. It'll take six months, just $2,500. Yeah, just $2,500. Like, we're not doing that. Then they were like, oh, well, your, your electrical system here is all fucked up. It's not worth ripping out because it'd be a, a couple thousand dollars to replace it, and it's not going to work. It, don't, don't throw good money after bad. You should probably just think about selling this car. And I'm like, one, no. Two, have you looked at the used car market right now? No. Um, yeah, it's so ridiculous. what Panther and I did is we, in fact, just looked it up. Yep. We looked up the schematics, how you get to it. And replaced the... YouTube videos. Woo. Yeah, thanks Audi World Forums. That's actually a name I'll drop. That place is fucking great. They were like, yeah, you just do this, 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 and this. You have to take four parts off the car, the trim, to get to it. Lift up the carpet. Literally just unplug the fiber cable from the dead unit. Put in a fiber loop. And lo and behold, the the MMI turns back on. Well, I'll be damned. And we're like, well, son of a bitch. And then he gets, he also has uh, this software suite called Vagcom. It it's, sounds like the name of, like, it sounds like Whopper, like from yeah. War Games. Like something yeah, like that. Yeah, it means something dire, but it's just like Volkswagen Auto Group command module. <laughs> and, it, <laughs> and it lets you, like, tweak settings on the computer in your car. Mm-hmm. And basically, what he did is he went like, and gaslit the car. No, no, you never had a Bluetooth module. Quit looking for it. And did some other tweaks. And what do you know? A bunch of the faults that were in the system because the Bluetooth module is in a shitty location. And if you get like water up in there, it just shorts out and fucks it up. It's now gone. Mm-hmm. And so now I have a functioning MMI. I can change. I was able to fix the clock on my car. It was an hour and 20 minutes off. 
since that thing died. And so we paid $360 to the shop for them to be like IDK LOL and we fix it with a $6 part and about an hour and a half's work in the shade this morning. And it's like, you motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, they were... I was not... I, don't, I suggest not going back uh, <coughs> to that particular location. Yeah. And the thing is, we were looking at other parts and it's like, oh, you can get a, a direct fit Flowmaster catalytic converter the one that fits directly with this for like 900 bucks mm-hmm. and you can get it at any fucking auto zone. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't need genuine German steel OEM parts. I need a part that fucking works. That isn't going to take six months to get to my ass. Yeah. That's yeah. That's so crazy. I'm not going to go back to that shop. There's, mm-hmm. there's a shop up off of Midway Candrel that has done a lot of work on Panther and Mize cars in the past. They can continue to do, like, the regular mechanical shit for us. But, I mean, we do most of our own repairs as it is. Just there are certain things you can't do with hand tools. And I expected these guys to be able to do it, and they didn't. So, yeah, that was a very expensive lesson. Yeah. So, basically, what I'm saying is, like, you really, if possible, learn how to do your own car repairs. Like... If you've got the the expertise, you should do that. Because even though we were out working in... It was not really that hot. It was like 85 degrees. And we were in the shade. And we also felt felt very accomplished when it got it fixed, you know? Yeah. No, I I remember back when I was able to do my own repairs or, um, you know, had the time to bother with it. Like, yeah, when you replace the whole last fucking thing in your car, like, you actually, yeah, you do feel accomplished. You're like, I did the thing, and it worked. Yeah, look at me being an adult. Yeah. I mean, like, shit, I've I've had to feel like more of an adult this past week than I've had in a while, because I've got to get all the shit ready for Anthrocon. Mm -hmm. And I've, like, had to take Adam to the vet a couple times, and I've had to do this and that and the other. Like, I had to help my parents out at Weatherford uh, last week. So it was, like, just all this, like, super adulting shit where it's, like, I can't be distracted by, like, furry bullshit on the internet. Yeah. I have to be focused on, like, the actual real-ass tasks that have jumped into my lap. I had um, to stop doing my own oil changes when I owned my Neon because uh-huh. it was so close to the ground. Oh, yeah. That I would have to jack it up and put it on the, the little ramps every time. Oh, my God. So, speaking of this... Panther has to do that with the M2? We have because a jack it's... that gets down low enough for it. Okay. So, like, we have jack stands, and we have the little wheel things where he can drive up onto and get yeah, up yeah. underneath. Because, yeah, you couldn't just do that because it's super fucking tiny. Yeah. Um, but we have the parts for that. But one of our new neighbors is this another another younger gay couple, probably around our age. Mm-hmm. Eh, well, I mean, no, fuck. I'm nearly 40. Fuck. They're, like, <laughs> in their late 20s, early so 30s. They're 39 in, like, two weeks. Yep. Anyways, they were, like, trying to do a transmission oil or an oil change or mission change on their thing, and they were using a fucking rock as a wheel chalk. And I'm like, my dude. And I walked into my my apartment and grabbed my things, and I'm like, please do not die. (laughs) And I I lent him the stuff because, again, they were, like, using one of the little angle jacks. So it wasn't, like, the full scissor jack. It was the angle jack that's, like, last resort. You don't want to be underneath a car on one of these. Oh. He was winging it really hard. And I'm like, dude, 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 please. Please don't (laughs) die, neighbor. I don't know your name, but you're, like, a cute little gay man. (laughs) So here, here. I have parts. If you need tools, let me know. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, I was like, it was a, a day like Panther had to go do something, and so I was kind of had the house to myself, and I saw them doing stuff, and I'm like, uh, hey guys, what's going on? <laughs> uh, like we are pretty lucky because we have good neighbors, so that's yeah, the, you've you've not had too bad luck at, at the apartment the, complex. The neighbors prior, the neighbors upstairs prior to that one did get evicted because of multiple domestics, oh. like. They, they did get the cops called on them a couple times. Ouch. But that was like a one-off, and they weren't there that long. Mm. Like, the upstairs neighbor now, she's super nice. The up, like, basically, all the neighbors around were friendly with, right? Which is which is uncommon in a complex, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm I'm the salsa bitch. I'm like, yes. yo, I have salsa. You, have, you will be the one that doesn't get shot, because they're like, no, 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 we don't mess with the salsa bitch. Yeah. I made my first half gallon of salsa today from a peppers grown in my garden. Mm-hmm. I used 
all the jalapenos that my two jalapeno plants had put out, which was like eight, mm. but they were chunky boys. And yeah. then a good number of the Serrano peppers that had propped up and made half a gallon of actually really hot salsa. <laughs> so last year I'd gotten a bunch of the jalapenos from Shiva. Yeah. And these that I grew are not jalapenos. Oh. They're re- regular ass like, jalapenos. I really enjoyed the taste of that mild stuff that you gave me last year. Yeah. I'll and probably like, not be partaking in the super hot stuff. And it's not even super hot. It's just because it's jalapenos and serranos and not the, the cooler type of peppers. Yeah. It's way hotter, um, <laughs> which is why I'm glad I only made half a gallon, because last year when I made that mild salsa, I gave like 99% of it away. Yeah. I mean, I ate, I mean, I ate a bunch too, but like I made, that was something I could easily give away, mm-hmm. but this salsa, I'm going to have to like, hmm, think about it. Like I'm going to give a jar to my upstairs neighbor. I'm going to have another neighbor who I'm going to give it to you and I'm going to have a jar to give it to my mom. Yeah. But, and one for myself, of course, mm-hmm. but it's like. I know who wants salsa from me. Right. And, like, yeah. I'll be sharing it around. And I'm like, and this is before I even get any salt peppers from Shiva, because her stuff's popping off. Yeah. My habaneros are almost... I, I, I snipped three of mine. I want to see how they ripen. Oh, yeah. I don't know if we mentioned it uh, on the last show or not, but uh, Shiva's out of town visiting family for two weeks. So uh, yeah. So it's just going to be me and Savern here for a couple episodes at least. Yeah, and then there's Anthrocon, so she'll be back, but we'll I'll be gone. So in theory, you and Shiva get together, but you'll probably just sit on the patio and some Okuka, which is fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no one feels like dragging out all the shit and setting it up when you're not here. It's just yeah. like, oh, let's just chill out. <laughs> I know how it is. Actually, chilling out with Shiva over the weekend of Anthrocon when all my other friends and family are away. Would, well, is... That's going to be a good way to do that. Yeah, yeah, that would be a nice, I mean, nice way to spend some time. Yeah, and you could be like, I still have my furry friend who's here. Yes. Because <laughs> everybody else has gone to the moon. I was like, oh, man, it'd be cool. I can hang out with Saverin. And they're like, oh. Mm. Nope. They're going to be at Anthrocon. Yeah. All, you know, knock on wood. You um, know, another thing about uh, Anthrocon that, uh, and just cons in general that I realized is that, like, I'm not really up for flying right now. Like, I'm... Like, I, the pandemic has changed me a lot. And, like, you know, the, there there are no fucking mask requirements on airplanes anymore. There was that story a couple weeks ago where I think it was Delta had to cancel, like, 900 flights because they, they stopped having mask requirements and a bunch of their flight crews got sick. And I'm just like, I, I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to deal with flying. I don't like being out in public and being around people. Um, I had an MRI this morning and, you know, the, the, the person doing the check-in was like, you know, masks are optional, whichever you're more comfortable with is fine. And I'm like, okay, you know, as I'm wearing my mask, nobody else wearing a mask at all. Like this really surprised me because I had an MRI at Baylor and all the people there were wearing, all the, the workers, the health uh-huh. workers were wearing masks. But at this place was just a, a separate imaging place, not a hospital. And I'm like, how can you be working in healthcare and, and not be wearing masks? And like, you know, they were perfectly friendly and everything like that. But I'm just like, this is I feel really uncomfortable that I'm just chilling in this room <coughs> with you guys talking about this MRI procedure and no one's wearing a mask, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I was pleased because, like, literally everybody at Adam's Vet was wearing a mask. Yeah, like, that's good. Like, they're, they're, they're dealing with animals, and animals can get COVID, too. It's real bad for them. Mm-hmm. But, like, everyone there was wearing their mask, and I was wearing mine, obviously. And, you know, so... You know, it's, it's so weird because, like, these vets are taking the precautions that, like, medical professionals, and I say that with quotation fingers, aren't. Yeah. But, like, and it's just, like, I'm, I, I'm fucking boosted as shit. I'm, like, a, two weeks over having a fourth shot yeah. prior to Anthrocon, so I'm, like, at fucking peak juice. Yeah. And I'm still going, if I'm going into Kroger, if I'm going anywhere, I'm still wearing a fucking mask because, like, like I got into my Like, this Omicron subvariant is really contagious. It's not as deadly yeah. But it's really contagious, but and like, if you so if someone people, around you that's immunocompromised catches this less deadly variant, it's going to be fucking really bad for them. Yeah, well, I mean, shit, my dad right now. Right, yeah. Like, he's just passed, hopefully, his last round of chemo. Mm-hmm. He's 
currently all fucked up. He's in the hospital again, unfortunately, due to complications from side effects of the drugs. Yeah. So they're like giving him the, you know, IV fluids and shit because he's he's a he's a mess right now. And so he had to get him into the hospital the other day. And if I'm interacting with my parents, my mom's fragile enough, my dad's fragile enough, I can't get sick. Yeah. Because if I have to go help their ass, I can't get them sick. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. that is not how I want to, like, have to deal with their estate, you know? God. And so, like, I still have my reasons for doing this shit this late in the game because it ain't over. Um, I did see a post, though, uh, from Cheese, uh, Cheese, I, the other Scout. She, uh, mm-hmm. she unblocked me, so that was nice. I don't even know why. Anyways, <laughs> they've got a, like, Omicron and this genre, this particular strain booster shot that'll be ready to come out later this year. Oh, excellent. To try to cut off the winter surge at the knees. Yeah, there were talk I read an article the other day talking about how this is gonna be very seasonal, like in the winter it's it's gonna get worse. It's gonna be like kinda of like flu season, but just yeah. a lot worse. But like I, I know plenty of people that have caught it lately and it's like I mean Pixel Kitty's got it right now. Mm. And so I'm also at this point where I was like, why the fuck weren't we always wearing masks? I'm like, we have flu season every year where it's like, better get your flu shot. You might get fucked. And then even if I don't get the flu, which I've never actually had full blown influenza, I've had really nasty colds in in the winter that felt like they were flu, but they weren't. But like. Even that, I'm like, why aren't we all masking up in the winter when we go places? Because we're all so fucking contagious. Yeah. You know, like, I take the train to work when I go into the office. And, like, you know, they they can't actually legally regulate that you wear masks on the train anymore. So, I guess it's kind of optional. Quite a few people still are. It's maybe 50-50. But I'm like, I'm never riding public transit without a mask on again. Yeah, I mean... I'm really interested to see how I'll deal with Anthrocon, honestly, being around that large group of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like, you were fairly isolated at Fiesta, and Anthro Expo was much smaller. Yeah. I mean, even at Pride, mm-hmm. I, we messed up. Yeah. So, like, we were around all these this massive humanity, but, like, if we're definitely on the enclosed spaces, we always had our masks on. Pride was also, like, smaller than Fiesta from the sound of it. Well, yeah. But I'm still saying it was still a massive humanity that I was out right. in the mix of. Yeah. And so, I'm interested to see how I'll deal with Anthrocon. Yeah. Because it is gonna be fucking massive, and it is gonna be a lot of people that may not be wearing masks. I mean, are they, have, they have a mask mandate for that, do they? I know you gotta be vaxxed. I think they probably do. I would hope so. I would hope so. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm going to pack out. Like, actually, in my bag over there, I've got, like, a five fresh masks as, like, backups. <laughs> like, I've had a time where, like, oh, shit, I took off my mask and the wind caught it and fell into a puddle of oil. Like, well, I'm oh. not going to put that on my face. Good thing I've got a spare. <clears throat> Pull it out. Well, which is worse, Saturn? Oil poisoning or COVID? <laughs> uh, COVID. But I had a spare, so it didn't have to worry oh, about okay. picking or choosing. Yeah. Um, Actually, oil all over your face would probably be a really good barrier <laughs> against both COVID and air. Yeah. The the cause of all of our problems. Yep. So, speaking of conventions, yes, that actually finding out. leads into uh, one of the topics that you put in our topic. Yeah, list. so uh, <laughs> Anime Expo, which is a the largest anime event in North America, had... Is like a month away. Oh, I was mixing it up. I was thinking, I thought it was the one that was here, but that was uh, Anime Fest. Uh, Akon. No, Akon we is, have Akon and A-Fest. Yeah. yeah. A-Fest is later in the year, and and, and actually, uh, Akon was Pride Weekend. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah, because I saw a local furry I know tweeting about being there, and I thought that was this one. Okay, no, this is, this is the other one. What's the name of this one? Uh, anime. anime Expo. Anime Expo. Okay, so where it's, is this? It's in uh, California. Okay. I believe. All right. And they were like, it's a month out and we're changing our COVID policy. You don't got to be vaxxed or anything. And masks are optional. Cheers. And everybody was like, the fuck you say? Yeah. Um, and in 
24 hours, they're like, AX family, we hear you. We have reinstated our previous COVID-19 policy requiring both proof vaccination or negative test and face coverings for injury. The policy is final. <laughs> um, because they had a bunch of people threaten to drop and threaten chargebacks. Mm-hmm. Because it's yeah. the largest anime convention. They have people coming internationally. And mm-hmm. the COVID rules around like getting back into countries that you've traveled from, especially like Japan... If you've been to America, these people they would they would have lost a bunch of any of their Japanese industry guests. Oh, you're flying in from that dirty shithole, America, that yeah. doesn't take a pandemic I you, seriously. I hope you bring some body armor because you know you're in America. Well, you're gonna have to stay in this um, state-sanctioned hotel for a month until we make sure that you're not gonna kill a bunch of people. I know, right? So uh, bullying works, but also people going, well, then you're going to not have me as a guest mm-hmm. and the thing is with industry guests and this is one of those things that like when you have conventions with talent like emerald city comic-con anime fest dallas comic-con any of that shit you pay those bitches 50 percent and 50 percent so 50 percent up front mm-hmm. or 50 percent 30 days out and then 50 percent on site so they've already invested that money into the guests yeah and if they go oh well I'll, well then fuck you i'm not coming that money is gone they're contractually obligated to that money, mm-hmm. and they can probably sue you and get the remainder. I think... Because you broke the contract that they signed. I think, yeah, if it's not already in there, I think guests and their agents need to actually start working it into their their contracts that, no, when you say there's going to be certain rules requirements around a pandemic and around staying safe... You're not allowed to change those. Yeah. You know, if we we agreed to be at a con that was enforcing vaccination and mask rules, you have changed that policy. Therefore, our contract no longer requires us to be there. Yeah. Well, I mean, shit, that happened. Remember when we went to Texas Frightmare Weekend? Yeah. And that was when, like, the bird flu was a thing. Ah. And everyone was worried about that COVID strain. Right. That was a SARS strain. Yeah. And they had a couple guests back out. Mm-hmm. And there was that one lady who's like, I'm not going to sign any personal projects, not going to hug you, shake your hand, I'll say hi and sign an autograph and hand it to you. And like, I remember that because that oh. was one of the first times where I actually saw a guest being like, I'm here, but don't touch me. <laughs> I'm here. And she was in a but, mask. Too. But I'm 90 and I don't want to Yeah, because it was some old actress who'd been to horror films or whatever mm-hmm. and so yeah she was there to sell some autographs and stuff but she had to take those health precautions but like yeah. nowadays we have yeah, COVID's a known fucking quantity it is probably going to be in contracts that like you have to have these level of guarantee that my client's not going to get COVID coming to your convention you have to guarantee my safety yeah pretty much yeah because, like, you have to worry about their physical safety, but now you have to worry about their, their health as well. Yep. Which, I mean, that is physical safety, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, when cons fuck around like this, and, like, I quote tweeted AX's thing, and I was like, Anthrocon better not get any ideas, and uh, <laughs> I got a reply from a staffer at Anthrocon that was like, we have set our policy, it's on the website. <laughs> and I'm like, I was saying it somewhat facetiously, I know you're better than that, but also, good Good on, good to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they were like, "There is no smiley face here. Here is the text. <laughs> I used punctuation. You should read this as a serious post." And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> um, because yeah, like if Anthrocon was like, "Actually, nah, fuck it, just freeball it." And it's like, "Sorry, Fuzz. Uh, you don't have me to drive. Sorry, bye." Yeah. But you would also probably lose anyone else. I'll probably lose other people too. Yeah. Because. Yeah. I love the fandom. I love going to cons, but I don't want to be around 9,000 other people breathing your air. I'm sorry, you just cracked me up with the just free ball. It yeah. A euphemism for we're not masking in this event. <laughs> yeah, just, just go in commando. You know, we're not going to do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Anthrocon coming up, and I'm as boosted as I'm going to be, mm-hmm. and going to mask up. You're positively glowing. Your power level. Yeah, I'm, I'm just... It's a lot. I mean, this is going to be the biggest single event that I'll have gone to since Anthrocon 2019. Yeah. Like, I realized today that when I was fucking with my thumb drive that plugs into my MMI, that actually it plays MP3s off in my car. Yeah. um, I last updated it 
for Anthrocon 2019. <laughs> yeah. Like, it has music. Like, the most recent thing it added was, like, some Future Funk stuff that I downloaded and, like, some of the Shadowbring- Final Fantasy XIV Shadowbringer soundtrack, but not all of it because it wasn't all out yet. <laughs> and so... This like, is a little time capsule from is, summer 2019. It's a little time capsule. <laughs> like, I plugged it into my machine today to verify the, the uh, integrity of the device because it had been sitting in my car for three years. And I was like, okay, it's fine. I'm looking at the files and going, damn, I remember when I heard that for the first time. That was stuck in my head for weeks. And then being like, wow, I haven't pulled this out of my car for three years. Yeah. <laughs> um. But that's working again, so we'll have that available for Anthrocon. I just need to make sure to put stuff on it and actually put it back in my car. Yeah. Um, though, we might actually get a CarPlay uh, additional unit to plug into the system as well. Uh, if if the MMI's faults have been cleared and it's not going to like randomly reboot on so, me on the road. So how will that work then? Because so for CarPlay, I know uh, most of it is supported if you plug in by your iPhone via USB. Yeah. In your case, though, because you have like an older head unit in there, is there some intermediary device you can connect? Yeah. Um, okay. So the device that currently is has the thumb drive plugged into it. Yeah. There is a pass through box that'll actually you could get after the fact, so it lets you plug your phone in, kind of like how it used to be in the Matrix, where I had my iPod and now yeah. my iPhone connected. Okay. Yeah, it's like that. Um, hmm. it's, it's not fancy, like, like cars that actually have it integrated via Bluetooth or whatever, but I'm potentially but, retrofitting a thing into a car that's 15 years old. Right. But will it be able to like put up your like, like maps onto the screen? No. Okay. It's really just like for how I've got, I still got that in my car. I just swapped out the adapter on the end of it to yeah. a lightning cable so like, that I could play the music from my phone through my it, car. It, like okay, probably won't. Actually I was wondering do that. because the van has this thing, and it's called UConnect. It's like Dodge Chrysler's like <laughs> proprietary system, and it does it'll support Bluetooth connecting our cell phones to be able to play music and audiobooks and take calls using the van's integrated system, right? But. It doesn't support CarPlay, where I can connect it via the the Bluetooth, the, YouTube, the USB port, and actually show the the phone's integrated yeah. menus on the screen, which is a real bummer. Yeah, well, like, what's interesting is that because Panther's car is a year newer than mine, but it's a tiny little thing, mm-hmm. but... He was able to pop out the whole head unit that I had and put in a, a CarPlay compatible one. Mm-hmm. So his car's audio system is shittier, but it's far more advanced than mine, right. which has like a good Bose sound system. But like because the way the screen and stuff is integrated into the dashboard, you have to literally like yank the entire trim piece off right. and get something that fits within this very specific space. Mm-hmm. I'm just not going to fuck with that. Yeah, I... So I saw this on like a Dodge forum when I was trying to find out if this thing in any way could support CarPlay um, or even Go- or Google's one because Tieran has a, an Android phone. And they were like, you know, I thought about re- swapping out the head unit for something else, but apparently UVerse system is just so integrated into the van that it would be like a real nightmare to accomplish. And it's like, oh, fuck. I was hoping that by buying a 2020 model year, it would be high tech enough that I would actually be able to connect my phone and then use CarPlay, but oh well. That's my only bummer about the van. By the way, we bought a van. I don't know if I mentioned that on the podcast before. (laughs) It's the, the benefit of getting older and being like, holy shit, dude, we got a minivan. Yeah, like... I know we, I didn't mention this part on the show, but it was so funny because, like, the night I took it over to Shiva's with you, uh-huh. and and we were all talking about it, and I was like, and we all had this realization of how how old we all were. We're all in our 
between mid thirties and mid forties, like all getting really excited about the cargo capacity of a minivan and all the things we could do with it. And it was just like, oh my god, we're so adult. It's so weird. <laughs> it's so funny because, like, yeah, if we would been you know fifteen years younger, we'd be like, holy shit, dude, take out that sweet car, and we're like, yo like slaps roof of car this thing can haul so many books yes and furries yeah it's got those lay flat seats so it can hold like all these books and like six furries fully loaded yeah seven adults six furries yes yeah Um, i actually recently unfolded all the seats because we have 30 days to return it for any reason uh and i wanted to actually make sure that since it came to us with all the seats folded down i was like i'm (laughs) gonna pull these all out and make sure that they all work properly before you know that time frame is up you open them up and there's like just a body hidden under chairs (laughs) yeah there's there's a head here for some reason i don't know like oh there's Um, cocaine instead of seat seat cushions whoops (laughs) Uh, the seat cushions are full of cocaine. Now, um, so I pulled them all up, and they they all worked fine. And I actually like like sat in a couple of them and like made, you know check shit like the seat belt and stuff like that, and it's all fine. But man, um, so the two the two seats in the middle row, they're like nice captain chair kind of design, like the two front seats, like they're they're comfortable, they're wide, it's and you know it's spacious. But that back bench seat, man, I don't know how the fuck they expect three people to sit there. They, they expect, like, three children that you're taking to your soccer game yeah. or something, or three twinks that you're taking out to the club or something. But, yeah, like, se- seat seven, six of my friends in me, though. <laughs> but we really like it. Um, Tieran and I have driven it around a bit. It's... <laughs> Excuse me. It's really comfortable to drive, which is really nice. Yeah. Like, my first car that I grew up driving that I learned on was a Ford Econoline 150 conversion van. Oh, yeah. Which was way bigger than that in your minivan. Really? Yeah. I thought the minivan was huge. Yeah. Well, this was bigger um, because it was higher up. Like, you Mm -hmm. literally had to take two steps up, and then there was a step up to (laughs) get into the captain's chair. So wow. you were literally sitting, like, five, six feet off the ground. Oh, wow. What I really enjoy about the van compared to my Matrix or Tyrion's Camry is that, like, I can, like, step into it. Like, I don't have to, like, step down. Oh, to yeah. Do it, you know? Being able to almost walk into a car is nice. Yeah. I remember back in the day, um, we had someone around here who had uh, one of the little Cyan XBs. And it was literally like that. You just stepping and sitting down into a chair that was chair height. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know what's going to be really interesting, though, is that... So, apparently, this van has some sort of, like, hydraulic load balancing system. Oh. So that when we fully load it, when it's turned on, the hydraulics engage, it should rise back up to normal height. Oh. Even with all the stock in it. Nice. Now, that compression will go away once it's turned off and it will gradually shh. But that's going to be really cool because, like, I remember suddenly having a real good view of my Matrix's roof when she's fully loaded, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, same for the, the Audi. Yeah. Because that thing can hold a lot of books, but then there's sometimes when, like, you take a curve and you literally hear the wheel kind of rub up against the wheel well, Oof. and it's like, ooh, that's not supposed to happen, but the roads in Memphis, the way they're banked, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, that, that bit where, like, after you cross over the bridge and it curves north to go around the city, mm-hmm. there's, uh, going westbound, there's this, like, curved that goes from north to west Mm -hmm. and it's banked in such a way it's like banked the wrong way almost and so like when i remember i took that curve in 2019 i heard the little of the rubber rubbing up against the plastic inside my wheel well i'm like ah that was not the year that i had a flat in west memphis though that was 2018 that was scary uh road adventures oh man and it's always fucking memphis man yeah that one time we caught a rocking the windshield going west from there yeah my matrix came home with this crack in the windshield i'm like what the fuck did you guys do and you were like memphis threw a knife at us yeah (laughs) you know i think that we uh i think that was when one year we went to i don't remember when that was because that was tieran and i 
I, I don't know if that was uh, MFM or what. Because we don't go to Terra FWA never... through that way. We go no, because that's on either. 20. Yeah, no, I, I'm sure it was Anthrocon. Because Terran's never... Terran hasn't dealed at Mephit in a long, long time. Okay, I just remember we caught a rock on the windshield on yeah. that little bridge going west across the Mississippi. Yep. Um, but yeah, Memphis. Ooh, scary. Just because I keep having road mishaps there. But yeah, whew, man, Anthrocon, like... If I have to drive my car, cool. I've got it up to spec. That's good. Mm-hmm. If it just ends up being Tyrion and I driving in the van, that'll be fine too. Yeah, we'll make it work. Yep. Um, also, the the plan currently is that um, since Tyrion may have to be out of town for work around the time further confusion twenty twenty three happens, the current plan is that Savern and I are going to do a very long road trip in the van. From here to San Jose, California. I'm excited. And I'm at the like, prospect. I already have like a couple of audiobook ideas like that we could throw on there, you know. And we can be like, oh shit, it's the Lincoln National Forest off of 40 in New Mexico. And then it's the flatness of Arizona. And then SoCal, Death Valley, baby. Woo! No, I, I don't know what. There's a cut. There's two different routes. So, like the last time I came home from FC driving, that is. It was really unpleasant because there was like a ice storm in northern New Mexico and Arizona. And like when I got to Texas, I actually like the roads were so perilous. I ended up having to just stay the night in West Texas in some small town because I was like, I don't feel driving the four hours left to get back to Dallas. Yeah. Um, but there's another more southern route on. On the plus side, it's more southern, so we're less likely to run into shit weather, like ice and snow. But on the downside, it is basically you go to El Paso and then you keep going. So it's sort of like you get to drive through the just flat hellscape of West Texas. West Texas, yeah. Well, we'll worry about that when the time comes, but that is but, the, the plan. Yeah, it has some hiccups, but at the same time, I'm also kind of looking forward to just taking like a... Long yeah. road trip. Grand in our, America road trip in our minivan. Yeah, our grand caravan. Yeah, we're going to be traipsing and selling them gay books across the gay states. <laughs> across the USA. Well, you want to... Going to get our kicks on Route 666. I was yeah. actually wondering if like we would go through any of Route 66 um, on I believe so. Journey, yeah. And it does go through uh, Arizona. And, and like, I'd kind of like to... Like, so the way out there, we have to kind of like watch our timing so that we make sure we arrive on Thursday in time for setup and everything well, yeah. like that. But on the way home, I was thinking, I wonder if I could just take that whole week and then if we end up arriving a day late, it doesn't matter. But we could actually like stop and see some, maybe some weird shit on... Let's go to fucking Roswell. Yeah. Get probed. <laughs> at the little alien. <laughs> you could do that at FC too, though. But... <laughs> Okay. It's like, hmm, yeah, well, I mean... Yeah, you... If, I could get probed by a, uh, by a lizard. If you want to go hardcore, you could go get laid at a Klingon party at FC. You know, I don't know if I'd survive. Just walk up to a random Klingon pot cosplayer and punch them in the jaw. That's initiating the mating ritual. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, how... <laughs> All right, look, we've been rewatching TNG. Yes, yes. And we've had two episodes where the Klingon mating rituals have come up recently. <laughs> We're in season two. Yeah. So there's one, the episode called The Dauphin, mm-hmm. which is like the Enterprise picks up this leader of a planet and takes her back to her other, to the, where she's from one planet and taking her back to her home planet. Right. And Wesley gets feelings for her. Mm-hmm. Um, then it's realized she's like an energy being, and he's like, aw, I can't fuck an energy ghost. Um, he's like 16, so he doesn't understand feelings. But he asks Worf, and he's like, what, what are Klingon, Klingon dates like? Well, it's a lot of dodging. The women throw things, and the men read love poetry. <laughs> and he's like, I don't think that's going to work for me. Hmm. And then there was the one where uh, Riker ends up on a Klingon ship under an officer exchange program for like 30 minutes. Yes. And he's gach. Yeah, he's gach and all the other Klingon food. But then like at the dinner table, like the two of the Klingon women are like, 
yeah, what if we take you? And he's kind of, Riker is kind of like, hmm, two Klingon women at the same time. I'm game. <laughs> he didn't say that, but it's kind of like implied that he's like, he's down for it. <laughs> he's like, Commander Riker with his sex beard, really leaning into the, the, per, the sex appeal of that character. Yeah. Jonathan Frakes was hot. Like, yeah, like once and he now he's a got, bear. Yeah, <laughs> but when once he finally got the beard past season one, way better. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, we've been rewatching that, and so like, yeah, getting the Klingons. Like, I have to recite Klingon love poetry and dodge thrown bricks. And then occasionally, <laughs> she and I might, if I'm lucky, they'll she'll break my pelvis and only my pelvis. <laughs> um, so yeah, but yeah, you're right, Fuzz. It's ten o'clock. Let's wrap this up. Um, so you can find us on Patreon, patreon.com slash southpawscast. It's a tip jar. If you, we, we like it, if you like us, that's cool. Otherwise, you know, whatever. Um, what, maybe we'll record some travelogues. No, we won't. Maybe, maybe for FC, but that's like next year. Yeah. Um, then of course you go to, uh, fromplanet.com, buy some books. Uh, we have a lot of new stuff that's going to be available at Anthrocon this year. Um, some of it's previewed on the site, I think, already. No, I haven't added any of the new stuff to the website Come yet. Come on, man, have... I'm trying to shill here. I know, I know. There have been a couple of tweets, though. Like, uh, so a, a follow-up book to Goddess. Um, not like a direct sequel, but the same author. So if you like your lesbians gigantic, you know, we will yeah. have a, a macro novel coming out. Macro so. lesbians. Yeah. Um, and of course, Unfinished Business is on the website. Yep. So you can order that. So now. there will be plenty of books there, but also at forplanet.com or digital at baddogbooks.com. Um, and you can also find Shiva and I in the Southpaws Telegram fan chat. We have almost 200 people in it now, which is oh, cool. Oh, wow. Um, and it's, you know, a generally active chill space that we moderate pretty heavily which when i say moderately heavily i don't have to do too much because people know what we expect of you yes um and we deal with trouble when it arises um but other than that uh we're gonna wrap this up for now and back next week with another exciting episode of south Balls. so on the note good night and bye books